0: From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, October 18th. I'm Sarah Reif. Efforts to take over the license for the Potter Valley Project have had some significant setbacks lately. One is an expensive equipment failure that could take up to a year and a half to repair. The other is that the Two Basin Partnership, a coalition of entities seeking to take over the license from PG&E, has not been able to secure the funding it needs for studies that are necessary for a final license application. The partnership asked the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission for some extra time to come up with the money, but FERC refused. Now the partnership is worried that the commission could ask PG&E to surrender the project. Meanwhile, with the license set to expire in mid-April, the Friends of the Eel River, who have long called for the removal of Scott Dam and eventually full decommission, think that their objective might be nearer than they expected. For Alicia Heyman, the executive director of Friends of the Eel River, the failure was a stroke of good luck.
1: Even with all the in-depth work we've done, looking at seismic stability and landslides and potential failure of the needle valve and problems with the foundation and all kinds of problems, the failure of the transformer bank is something that we had never even considered. So this just kind of goes to show that there are a great number of ways in which this project is really aging and really unreliable.
0: But Janet Polly of the Potter Valley Irrigation District and the Inland Water and Power Commission, which is part of the Two Basin Partnership, says that if PG&E surrenders the project without an heir, nobody knows what will happen next. Much of the uncertainty could be resolved with studies that would answer questions about what it would take to operate the project. But the source of the money to pay for those studies is uncertain too. To
2: complete all of the studies that we had prepared, we're talking, you know, between 12 and 15 million dollars. But right now to do some of the due diligence, about a million and a half dollars would get us to a place where we'd have a much better understanding of For example, our water rights situation. Our current project plan is to remove Scott Dam and modify Cape Horn Dam. But before we can come to the conclusion about how to manage to do that, there are some really basic questions that need clarification. One is what happens to all the sediment behind the dam? How would the dam be removed? What would be the impact to Lake County? What's the environmental impact of the release of that sediment? And also, what's, what would be the impact of the release of the sediment on our ability to divert water through the project?
0: Now there's another expense. The 5 to $10 million PG&E estimates it will cost to repair the transformer bank at the powerhouse. Heyman expects that if PG&E gets stuck with that bill, the company will just pass it along to ratepayers.
1: Their license expires in six months. So the idea that they would prolong their license and you know work under a temporary annual license just in order to replace this equipment is really foolish. But then to undergo such a huge expense for generating a really measly amount of electricity that is actually really expensive is um, is pretty outrageous. And you know the interesting thing here is that if FERC mandated that PG and E replace this transformer bank they could possibly go to the California Public Utilities Commission um, to get these costs reimbursed by the ratepayers. And when pg and does that, they can earn 10% on that reimbursement. So pg and could actually make money off of their ratepayers by, uh, by replacing uh, equipment on a really outdated and unnecessary project.
0: Right now, the project is diverting about 10 cubic feet of water per second, a drastic reduction due to the drought. Greater water generation depends on the project's ability to produce power. That has significant implications for Lake Mendocino. We should
2: have been able to see, under the current license, diversions through the Potter Valley Project of uh, over 250 cubic feet per second, if they were producing power. If they can't produce power, they physically cannot put that volume of water through the powerhouse. So at this point in time, we were told that they would with a bypass be able to release their required license flows in the winter time, which would be uh, East Branch, Russian River minimum flows and contract flows for Potter Valley Irrigation District but in the winter time, those two required flows only add up to about 45 cubic feet per second. And that's a far cry from the 270 or so cubic feet per second that they normally would be able to divert. That means that the amount of water going into Lake Mendocino would only be the 45 cubic feet per second plus whatever other natural flow there would be from the Cold Creek drainage or from the small watershed of Potter Valley itself.
0: Heyman thinks the partners have had enough time. She wants them to withdraw their notice of intent to apply for the license and let the dam removal begin.
1: So what we would hope to see in a license surrender process is surrender, decommissioning, and then dam removal. But it doesn't mean that there's no path to still reach a two-basin solution. There are still options for an ecologically appropriate continued diversion. Uh, it just means that the, you know, the folks down in the Russian River who benefit from that water are probably going to have to pay up to get some new infrastructure built and you know they're going to they're going to have to really come to the table to come up with some um, some solutions.
0: For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org.